0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode today is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. So, Here we are, guys, at the beginning of a new year, and it is nearly impossible to believe that in just a few weeks, it is going to be the two year mark of when COVID-19 came on the scene Uh, for a significant portion of the past two years. As I'm sure you all know, uh, almost every aspect of our lives was moved to the online space. There was online church, online school, online work meetings, online dating, online grocery shopping, literally even online game nights with friends. Uh, I never participated in one, but I heard about them. Uh, So... Everything started happening on a screen on top of what was already such a virtual world, especially with the continual rise of social media. So. While there have been some setbacks here and there, by and large, we as a society are starting to shift back into more and more in person gatherings, like literally standing in front of one another, face to face, in the flesh. And it's a shift that have been that has been very welcomed by a lot of people, um, and that, you know, we're very thankful for. But for some people, it has come as a, a bit of a shock to the system to be getting back out into the world. But no matter where you land on that spectrum, I really do think you're going to enjoy the conversation that Brooke and I have today, because we're going to be talking about what it looks like to navigate between virtual and relational lives in a way that's really healthy and life-giving that I think applies very much to us now, but probably applies to us for the rest of all time. So I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and I hope that you enjoy this show. Well, Brooke, I am definitely looking forward to uh, diving into this topic today, because I just feel like it is extremely, extremely relevant to just kind of where we are, you know, in the history of humanity. Um, <laughs> and just as I've kind of been thinking about this topic today, I'm just thinking like, you know, I think that there's a reality of, of, of knowing that we we were all created For relationship. Now, I do think, you know, people would disagree with that. It's probably because it's been suppressed for multiple reasons in their own lives. But ultimately, we were all created for that. And we have a desire to be known and to belong. And I think in so many ways, um, the virtual world that has only, like, you know, just ex- exploded over the past couple of years because it, mm-hmm. you know, was required. Um, it's, you know, it's it's offered us a lot of ways <clears throat> to connect and to feel like we're, you know, being known and belonging in ways like never before. Um, and I'm even hearing about, man, I heard about this new virtual world that's like coming Mm -hmm. from Facebook called Horizon. I don't even listen. I just heard about this from a coworker and I'm like, what is happening? But it's supposed to literally take social media as if it could be worse down an Mm -hmm. even deeper rabbit trail into virtual reality interactions. I don't even Mm -hmm. understand and I don't even think I want to understand, but y'all, it's just going to continue on. But I just think like, you know, you, you can be connected to the world around you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It is so accessible to anyone, anywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a pocket of the world. (laughs) I'm sure there are some, but like that cannot be connected in this way. And so um, I think that the problem, and we've talked about this on on Mercy Talk, but I just think it's like a new day. Uh, The problem with living in that virtual space is that if there is not structure and boundary and awareness around it, it can become this like form of connection and significance that is, it's it's not real um, or right. it's not what it was meant to be, where there's like mm-hmm. true connectivity and true relationship that is still available to us and, and is meant to meet some of those needs. And so the problem is, and as what we're going to talk about today, for, you know, a good almost two years, it's been in some cases like the only option for some people, um, mm-hmm. depending on, you know. Anyway, we won't get into that. But all this to say, like for 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 a while, this was the only way that we even had to connect with each other. And so I just got a lot of questions to ask you basically. And oh, okay. to educate yeah. us on today. Um okay. that's just how this is gonna go. Um okay. I think my first I'm interested to in know what you have to say about this. Like, I think a lot of people you know, would say, and and listen, I'm not sitting here over here like an anti, I'm on social media, I got social media accounts. I connect with people on zoom, you know, I do Mm -hmm. the things I do FaceTimes, you know, (laughs) I'm not to ask, I'm not acting like someone who is just anti all things virtual or all things, you know, all devices, that kind of thing. But I think that there might be people who would wonder like, why, why is virtual connectivity with people different And why would people say that it's inferior to like face-to-face connection with people? I'm just interested in your thoughts on that because I'm sure you have them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, outside of the, you know, thousands of research articles and uh, you know, all the studies that have been done that have just shown that not having physical face-to-face contact and interactions is a severe issue for mental health. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to use kind of a a severe example, right? Like um, with pornography. Okay. So what we know to be a fact that if someone uses pornography, you know, consistently, their brain is unable to then be aroused by a physical human. Okay. So if you Mm -hmm. teach yourself to only connect on this, I don't even, you know, on a screen right your brain literally changes to that's okay this is how we're doing that and it's not getting what it needs right just like with you know yeah. healthy appropriate within the biblical sexual intimacy should be physically between you know a husband and wife right there's a, a special thing that happens there and it's a sacred thing you know it's it's the same way with friend you know social intimacy and friendship intimacy like we physically need people around us Mm -hmm. and i think as with anything else you know um i mean depression increases anxiety increases we've seen that i heard a comedian the other day um that was like you know for all all of you people who are now have depression and anxiety because of covid like get in line you know because i've had it this whole time Um, And I think we just see like, there's not even a counselor with a, (laughs) there's not even a counselor with an opening. (laughs) I mean, I can't, you know what I mean? I'm having to call in favors just to get people into a spot because, you know, this, this, you know, pause or adjustment or this shakeup in the reality of the structure of the world we live in um, has caused people to Mm -hmm. feel some feelings and think through some things and not feel connected and, and feel isolated Um, And isolation is never, ever, ever, ever a good thing, right? We're not talking about taking time to go Mm -hmm. recharge, right? Isolation is typically like, you know, with addiction treatment, right? That's the first thing. When someone starts isolating, we know there's a problem. Mm -hmm. When you're not showing up for appointments, when you're not keeping engagements, right? That's a concern, And so now for some people, they've just been allowed to kind of do that. It's like, well, it's COVID. So nobody had really any expectations of anything. Um, And I don't really have to put a lot of effort in. I don't even have to put real pants on, you know, like I can just do it over a screen. And so, and, and the thing is like, again, when, when we know, when it has its place and we know what that place is, that's okay. It can serve us. But when it begins being our only, lifeline to society mm-hmm. or connection it's just never going to be good enough it's just not so
0: yeah it's just not enough i think that's mm-hmm. really good yeah and i think it's good for you to be able to speak to like look this isn't just like a personal opinion the reason oh, yeah. it yeah. is inferior to face-to-face connection it's 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 because of like science mm-hmm. and yeah you know science and yeah research i mean search in numbers <laughs>
1: Well, and to your point with Facebook, right? Like, I mean, that was just their huge criticism that came out a few weeks ago. Maybe it was last month. Time is a construct Mm. now to me. It always has been, really. But (laughs) anyway, um, you know, but that was their criticism is that they were, even though they knew that their, their ads and being on social media was increasing depression in teenage girls, they were continuing to target them. You know, and so now we're like, mm-hmm. no, please create an alternate universe for us to all go live in, you know. Um, yeah. And there's actually yeah, a really a great, great podcast mm-hmm. about that um, that's a little bit terrifying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's time for us to also decide what we really want out of life and decide like what level of connection we mm-hmm. want and be intentional about that um, and be grateful. I'm grateful mm-hmm. to have this. I'm grateful to do this podcast with you from Dallas and you in Nashville, you know, <laughs> Like there are things I'm grateful sure. for, but yeah. our relationship, you know, is more than that to me. Right. We get to spend time together and, you know, mm-hmm. I travel up there and then you hear, right. Like that's, it has to be balanced. So.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because this is like an argument that many have had for many years way before COVID was ever a thing of like, Hey, this isn't really serving us well. Mm -hmm. Like this, you know, Yeah. spending all of this time online and only connecting in this way and overusing social media is not good for the, the mind, for the emotions. Like this is not good for us, but Mm -hmm. it's almost like for, for a lot of people, I think it required COVID to make us all like dive in deep to this other world and realize, oh no, we're all really messed up now. (laughs) You know, like, Mm -hmm. like you said, I don't know anybody, I don't know, I don't know a single counselor out there, good ones or bad ones that are looking for people. I mean, everyone is running like, we're not okay, we need help. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, it took this extreme version for us to all see and realize this is not the best life for us to be living. And so um, I do think you spoke to this, like that there are benefits and good things that can Mm -hmm. come, you know from these, you know, virtual connection connections and and technology and all of that. I mean, I'm interested because, you know, there's probably a whole lot of people who still and 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 I will say I'm not going to sit here and bash online church, but I am going to say I'm a, I have a lot of fear that a lot of people are just going to be like, you know what, this is good enough. Like, we're just going to mm-hmm. watch church. Uh, you know, we haven't we mm-hmm. haven't been to church in two years. Let's just keep watching it on TV. And that'll be that'll be it, you know. Mm -hmm. so I'm interested to know like even just from your perspective of like do you think that there is a way to actually leverage this this virtual connectivity in ways that really can create community is there a way to do that in your opinion
1: yeah what does that look like yeah but you have to have such as with anything else right like you have to have the authority to put it in its place right? So, I mean, you yep. know this about me. I've been off of social media for, I guess it's been about five years now, right? I don't know mm-hmm. when things happen. <laughs> I don't. Like, if there is, mm-hmm. you know, a tsunami, Scott has to tell me about it. Like, I don't, you know, uh, when bad things happen, I don't know about them. And I'm going to tell you something, my life has been better for it because I am able mm-hmm. to actually engage in the community that I it's been given, right. Who's in front of me, who's around Mm me. Um, You know, and I've had to assess like, who is my community? Who do I need to pray for? You know, I've talked about all of that, but in moving to, you know, Texas though, right. I had to figure out ways to get connected with other moms and the PTA and like, you know, all of these places that there are like Facebook groups, for example, right. Facebook marketplace is a magical, Mm -hmm. magical thing. Right, I just got four <laughs> chairs for a hundred bucks, like that are great, you know. <laughs> and so all of that, but even in even in kind of you know, and I, I will probably talk about this in a minute. Even in my re-entry of Facebook, you know, I literally have a timer on it that I can get on there. I can check the moms groups that I have, like my life group with church is on Facebook. The appointments are through Facebook, so. You know, I'm not going to ask everybody to adjust to me. I mean, I probably would, but I didn't. I chose Mm -hmm. not to. Um, You know, (laughs) so, you know, I get on there and I I look at what I need to look at and then I put it away. And sometimes I have to delete the app because there's a tendency to get on there and scroll. And I am not trying to re engage with you know, people I haven't talked to in 10 years. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to hear people's opinions. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. I need to use it for the group and I need to use it to get a really good deal on some chairs and that's fine. And it gets to Mm -hmm, serve that mm -hmm. place, but I have to have a lot of boundaries around it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really do. I have to have a lot of, because I struggle with that. Like I can get lost in occupying my brain at all times you know Scott jokes around Mm -hmm, he's like mm -hmm, you like we didn't mm -hmm. have anything to do last night and I was like about to lose my mind I'm like we're not but we don't Mm -hmm, have anything to mm do like we gotta go look at Christmas Mm -hmm. we gotta go do something like I can't just sit here and he was like Mm -hmm. sit still so I did until he left the gym and then I worked (laughs) for an hour while he was gone it was fine
0: (laughs) um yeah but all that Mm -hmm. to say you know
1: I just it has to have its its place. And, you know, again, I said like this, It's it's been so cool to, to see people and reconnect with people, but, but we can't let that trick us into thinking that this is the connection we're meant for um, or the connection that's going mm-hmm. to give to us in the ways that we really need it to give to us. So yep. that was a long way yep. to get there, but. Yep.
0: I think it just go. keeps going back to that of like, it's not enough. It's not fullness. It's not what we were created for. And I just think it can have its place, like you said, but um, there's got to be more. And um, I, so I was, as I was kind of researching for this um, particular episode, I was reading about, In I've heard people kind of joking about this in this Mm -hmm. like season of time, but it's like a, apparently it's a real thing that um, I was reading that psychologists are calling Re-entry anxiety, and so oh. it's this <clears throat> stress that is coming for people of like stepping back into society after this, you know, prolonged quarantine, social distancing world that we um, lived in for so long, and mm-hmm. and the reason that a lot of people are experiencing this re-entry anxiety is because they feel like. They've lost their social skills. And Mm -hmm. I think some people can kind of laugh about that, but I have – experienced this in some of my friend groups where I'm like, we don't talk with each other the way we used to talk. I'm like, is this happening really? to us? Oh, um, wow. and I, th- I think about, especially about people who already kind of felt some social awkwardness, like their life f- during quarantine was like the best life they could have lived because they're like <laughs> tucked away. They're isolated. They don't have to deal with that thing. And so the idea of this like bubble bursting for them is just like terrifying. And so I, mm-hmm. I just, I think I I had heard this more of like people kind of joking about it. Like, oh, I don't know how to talk to people anymore. I don't know. And I'm like, haha, that's really funny. But when I was reading about this, I was like, wait, is this a real thing? So, I mean, is it possible? I mean, I would love your thoughts on that. I mean, is that actually a possible thing for people's social skills to weaken if they don't use them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm being a jerk, but it just is what it is. Like, you know, people are lazy. And we're kind of the worst, you know, in a lot of ways. And so I think that it's just like we, you know, water fills the low places. So I think when you are like, oh, all I had to do, I mean, seriously, that's my joke, right? Like, all I had to do was put on a shirt and, you know, look like I was yep. ready for the day. And that, like, that was the effort, you know, and all of a sudden we're bitter that we have to put real pants on and, like, go to work, you know? Um, and I think there's, you know, yeah. speaking of that, I think one really cool thing that came out of it was the balance of like, oh, I can get my work done at home and be with my mm-hmm. family. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that mm-hmm. came out of this season. You know, it's like, you know, we don't have to push everyone I back in an office. Opposite. Yeah, that's true. You did. Uh, but, you know, like you don't have to push everybody into an office building for productivity, right? People can get stuff done and then, oh, be there to pick up their kids when they get off the bus. Like, that's a, that's amazing, Right. Um, but if you really want to look at the the decrease in social skills, and 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 I, I know I told you this when this all started because you had to hear me rant a lot about what was going to happen. But what we're now seeing with school age children, and also I think this completely depends on what state you're in, right? Like what government has kind of what has been dictated and not. You know, again, I'm I'm in Texas now. They all just decided it didn't exist anymore, and we have moved on. Um, and you obviously, on a very deep level, know that's not true. But it's interesting how quickly I can forget that it's a thing until I have to talk mm-hmm. to somebody about it, right? Or like, even that you see someone in a mask, where we have obviously very good friends in California, and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're all still, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in our house. I and mean, so it's, it, So I think the experience is different for different people. Um, but, but what you really see is the impact of not having the children in schools. And so I met with a school yesterday that the kids were basically out for a year and a half. And they said, we are socially so far behind with these kids. Now it's like, they have not grown up since third grade. And, you know, so like, that's what we're now seeing. So I think that's really a microcosm of what has happened. And you think for us as adults that we would, you know, figure that out too for ourselves, but we don't, right. We don't realize it until we realize it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think our tolerance for people can shift if we're just like the effort we will put into things. Um, and so you really have to pause and assess where have I allowed myself to kind of give up <laughs> in ways that I need to be challenged. And that's, I mean, you know, that's what we teach with our four stay-ins. You have to stay in community and in accountability and in relationship. And that and in fellowship and that, um, you know, I added some things to that, but they all go together, um, you know, and that mm-hmm. only exists mm-hmm. in face to face or in small groups. And, and so, but yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned, like, even with your friends, it's like, are we, are we all on the same page still, <laughs> you know? And I think too, depending on your experience mm-hmm. through this, the loss that you maybe have suffered or the grief or the anxiety or the depression, like whatever's kind of come up in this last season um, mm-hmm, for you mm-hmm. has, has probably changed a lot of us too. But, but yeah, socially, I mean, we are seeing it happen. The kids that have been out, they have not, again, like as humans, we were genetically engineered by God to connect and interact with one another yeah. and develop socially. And when you take that away, there is an impact. You know, doesn't mean it can't be caught up, but we yeah. have to be intentional with helping them get caught up, which also means we have to do our part, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answers it, but
0: I mean, I, yeah, no, that's, that's very helpful. And actually I, I'm interested to know if you have any other thoughts on, I mean, I think you pretty much spoke to it throughout what you've already shared, but I mean, I, am sure there is multiple podcasts we could do on this topic, but just like, mm-hmm. is there anything else significant that you would say, um, from being socially isolated for as long as, you know, many have, and some still are Mm -hmm. like those mental, emotional, even spiritual effects. I think what we've been saying on this show today is like, they do affect you. Yeah. It does affect you. But are there any specific things that you would speak to? I'm sure there's a ton, but like anything major, like major things that you would say, you know, these are some things that if you're seeing this in you, it could be, the effects of having been isolated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, as with anything else, I think paying attention, we could probably at this point point out all the big things, you know, they've been talking about mental health and, you know, over and over and over. And depending on what news channel you watch, I mean, I know you and I had a conversation about that earlier. And But I think really assessing, I think now would be a really great time to reassess how much you have isolated and maybe not realized it. You know, um, one thing I've, I've mm-hmm. noticed there was a study that came out too, was how, um, you know, we always knew that the internet carried some very aggressive comments, right? People feel very brave behind the screen when they can't get punched in the face. Um, but it has, that has <laughs> increased, right? People have become more aggressive online mm-hmm. Is that that's their place to have, you know, no holds bar to say what's coming out of them. Um, and I think now would be a good time just to sit and go, okay, where have I disconnected or where have I let myself be like, you know what? Online church is fine, you know, and look, mm-hmm. it, let it supplement. I have no, no issue with that, but you cannot fellowship right. online. You can't. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I'll tell a personal story about that another time, but you know, you just, you just can't, you can't fellowship online. And so what is, what does the engagement look like and what is, how are you being poured into? Um, but where have you settled? Where have you settled? Are you, you know, spending more mm-hmm. time on social media, replacing what you, when you used to go to dinner with friends or game nights with friends, like what are the things you're comfortable mm-hmm. picking back up? And, and the other place too, I think is, as we know, the more that we isolate, the less input we have in our lives. And we are not reliable narrators of our own experiences often. Right. Like our experience Mm. is, you know, we we see it the way we see it and our perception is what it is. But if we don't have other people to speak into that, you know, my memory or my experience of an interaction is not going to be the same as yours. Right. And so if we're the only one experiencing things and we don't have anybody else speaking into what's going on, that's a problem, too. So maybe if you know looking mm. at have we shut some of that out and not connecting and can we reinvite people back into that space of like you know have you seen me yeah. pull away have you seen me you know be weird <laughs> you know which if I ask you that the answer is always yeah. yes and then have you seen me you know <laughs> do whatever you know what I mean um and, and so I think yeah just really pausing assessing that seeing where we've kind of you know been lazy because it made sense and now it doesn't anymore Right. It doesn't. It, we, we've got to re-engage. Yeah. We've got to re-engage with life and we've yeah. got to preserve our way of life and caring for ourselves and our community um, and being with one another. You That's know? good.
0: That's so good. And I, lo- I love what you're saying, because I think what, you know, I've seen amongst a lot of my not a lot, I'm going to say a lot, but some of my you know close friends hasn't really been, I mean, there are some people who are just absolutely dying to get back out, to get reconnected, to, you know, have back those types of connections with people and relationships with people. But I have seen amongst some of my friends, not particularly an anxiety about, you know, re-engaging socially, uh, mm-hmm. face-to-face as much as it's just kind of like an apathy. Like you said, it's just kind of yeah. been a laziness of like, uh, ah. Yeah. Things got so easy when I could just like finish work, lay around, mm-hmm. watch TV, you know, get on some social mm-hmm. media, go to bed. Like it just got easier. And in some ways, I can see how you know, like it was. It's an easy way. It's an easy way to go about life. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to deal with relationships. You don't have to deal with people. You don't have to get vulnerable and honest. But there is
1: such an
0: emptiness. Restaurant, mm-hmm. well, I don't go to the grocery store, yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's a good that's move. I'll, I'll support that, I yeah, that, but <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think like there is an ease, but there is such an emptiness that comes with that lifestyle that eventually is going to catch up with somebody, um. And it's like, man, yeah, it's just the difference between, I mean, I kind of always go back to like, it's the difference between existing and living. It's like, I can exist and go about life and be fine and get my groceries and sit around Mm -hmm. and do life. And it's fine and it's easy, but it's just a mere existence. And it's not in any way experiencing life the way that the Lord intended you to experience life. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that was kind of one of the things I wanted to ask you, but I feel like you've really already spoken to that of just like, even if you're not anxious, but you're just kind of feeling an apathy about it uh, to consider how much of just the fullness of life am I missing out on now? Um, And am I okay with that? Like, am I okay with just kind of existing and getting by in life? Um, Or do I want to get back to kind of like fullness? And so, um, you know, as I was researching, um, Again, I, I found like, you know, we're all about some practicality. So for anybody who's listening who's like, okay, I am full on in that social awkwardness, re-entry, anxiety place. I don't feel like I know how to talk to people anymore. I mean, I really have heard this like as a very real struggle that some people have been having. And so I found as I was researching just some really easy practical things that I thought I would just drop into this podcast for those of you who are in that place, um, of ways. To start getting yourself comfortable again with literally being around other human beings. Um, One of them was just to start out with situations that feel safer to you. Like, start out with people Mm -hmm. you know well. You don't have to go to a big old Christmas party this year, y'all. You can just get it with, like, your three closest friends and go to lunch. Like, that might be where you need to start. Start small. Um, You know – maintain communication with other people even if if it feels awkward and this might just look like blocking out some time every day to make a phone call, schedule coffee, write an email, like do something to just connect with some communicate with other people. Um you know in in social interactions with people, again, this is just like a normal skill that probably a lot of people had that maybe you've lost. Like just ask open-ended questions to people pay attention to what people are saying listen practice those like just basic communication skills in your interactions with people um and you know consider the fact that there might be a lot of other people out there feeling that feeling at least some degree of awkwardness and just you know, make being friendly and kind, like the most important thing in your actions with people, because some people could maybe use your support and your own lightheartedness around the situation. Um, mm-hmm. And then as, you know, those are kind of lighter things, but there might be a, a level of just, you know, playing over or thinking through and being intentional about what is playing over in your own mind about yourself and about who you are. I mean, you know, go back to truth statements about you, who you are, about your value, your worth. If that, if it's, if it's to a point of like just feeling full on insecure, I don't even know like what I bring to the table in life anymore. Um, you know, it may be, it may require some of some deeper diving into just like What am I allowing the enemy to say to me about who I am um, Mm -hmm. in these situations? And and another thing, it can just be journaling. I mean, we talk about this, but it can be a really good way to just get to kind of those underlying emotions, those triggers for you. Um, You know, so maybe it's just an exercise of every day, just journaling about kind of how you felt, how things went, uh, looking for those patterns in your thoughts, those feelings, um, and really asking the Lord into those things um and and maybe even taking those to a trusted friend or a pastor or a counselor or somebody that you can kind of talk to that will help you address some of that like deeper underlying stuff. Um we can't really dive into all of that on this show but it's it's something to consider if this is like a real struggle for you. If you're like I like do not want to be around other people, it gives me anxiety. I don't I don't even feel like I know myself anymore. Um those are just some kind of practical things. So We've already said a lot, but I would love to just hit on one last thing, and you've you've talked about it a little bit. Um, but look, let's just let's just hit this social media piece because it's always been a thing um, mm-hmm. but even more so now. Um, it's not going anywhere. And in fact, <laughs> apparently it's just going to get worse. Um, Are there any things that you would speak to, just even in your your understanding of research and things on social media? And, you know, we talk about, oh, kids, 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 and it affects kids, and we need to wait for kids to get on social media until they're older. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) If we think that we're all exempt from the effects of social media because we're older, I think that we're like – very misled. So um, is there anything you'd speak to just specifically in the social media realm?
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to this, I think everybody needs to sit down for five or 10 minutes and ask what role social media plays in their life. What is the purpose of it? Why do I need it? Why am I engaged in it? You know, and it can just be for fun. That's fine. But are you aware of how it affects you? You know, um, I saw mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine sent me the other day, like the filters, right? And they were just talking about the filters that are used to make somebody look one way or another. It's just not real. And, and so I guess this is, this is a personal thing to me. I, I just hate inauthenticity. <laughs> Something's not authentic. I just yeah. don't want to be a part of it. So it's really, really tough for me. I love seeing, you know, I love like, you know, if you post something about the kids or like, you know what I mean? I love that. And You're really good about actually sending me pictures, too, because you're like, oh, yeah, Brooks not on here. And I'm thankful for that, you know, but I think that, you know, really making sure we understand it's not real i think it's interesting that for so long we railed against like the airbrushing on magazines and what movie stars look Mm. like and did all that and then now we've just created an entire platform where we can all be insecure more you know and make sure that the the person next door you know looks one way or another and Mm. and so you know so that's number Mm. one like do you really understand that it's not real it's just not Um, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is, is it can become a place where if we're already not okay, that we find connection in our hurt and our trauma and not in a healthy way. Um, you know, of course we deal with this on the mercy side. I see it everywhere else too, but you can find a group that will support you in wanting to self harm Mm and wanting to have an eating disorder and wanting to commit suicide and wanting to be depressed you know, social media has become the platform to glorify trauma rather than to glorify healing. Um, And if your identity is tied into any Mm. of that, right, it just, it's sending a mixed message. And then we're so confused. That's why we're all depressed and have anxiety, you know? Um, And so again, like what, what are the, um, you know, it's a little bit of self-fulfilling prophecy if you're searching on social media to be filled. um, It's going to. It is just not going to be in encouraging ways for the most part, you know. Um, And then the other thing is how are you using it to avoid intimacy? How are you using it to pretend that you're connected um, instead of, you know, actually, you know, (laughs) instead of actually connecting with other humans, um, you know, and there's, I mean, gosh, you know, now, of course, I work, you know, in um, the addiction field, and we've got just so many people that they're just losing everything they have, not just over substances, um, but over pornography, over gambling, over gaming, you know, that this just consistent Mm. presence with other people online who aren't real, right? I've got, you know, a guy that I've worked with that, that says his best friends were made through, you know, a first person shooter game. Right. But they're not though. You didn't Mm. live life together. Y'all played a game together. Okay. And that's really cool that you could talk and like enjoy that. And in it's place. That's great. Get online, play, save the world, man. Like I'm here for that. Do it. (laughs) But that's not your best friend. Right. (laughs) And that's uh, right. And and so what, what are relationships really look like and all, and it's interesting too, all of it was just to avoid having to confront the hurt in the, in the home. And, you know, we'll do a lot to avoid Mm -hmm. confrontation, guys. Uh, So that's a, I think Mm -hmm. we did a podcast on that. Mm -hmm. We should probably do more. Um, Yeah, so I just think that's it. Do you really know its place? How does it serve you? And what are the ways that it tries to steal from you? And do you have control over that? And if you don't, think through what you need to do to make sure you put it back in its place. And, And this is, you know, maybe this is my very challenging thought, but you mentioned like social media isn't going anywhere. Here's the thing. It would if we weren't all on it. You know, like we forget that we have the power, right? We, we to feed the beast, Because yep. we feed it. And so I think remembering that, like meaning we get to decide where it fits in our life, um, you know. And if everybody runs to a virtual world, so be it, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, my joke is to my kid, like you just be healthy and then, you know, I guess you'll be everyone's boss one day. I don't know, because while everybody's living in their virtual world... <laughs> You know what I mean? But, but mm-hmm. even with him, like we have to balance this and we have authority with our kids and I work with a lot of parents that are just like, well, you know, we had to get them a phone. No, you didn't. You didn't have to get them a phone. You know, yeah. I get that it's hard Yeah. and it's more inconvenient, but we didn't. And so what are the sacrifices we're making that are having bigger impacts than we really want them to? And that is not coming from a place of trying to shame anybody. It's just remembering who we right. are and the authority that we have in this world um, and we can make those decisions and what's best. And it's okay for us to, it to be inconvenient. And I think that's one thing, even you mentioned the apathy and the anxiety of it all. But a piece of it is just like, I i got so used to not being inconvenienced, you know, like what are, mm-hmm. am mm-hmm. I willing to be inconvenienced again? And I think let's not forget to, you know, I won't get dive too far in Leviticus. <laughs> who would ever want that but you know there is a there is a sacrifice of <laughs> fellowship right like fellowship is a sacrifice it's something that is intentional and given yeah. and connect and connects you to the lord yeah. and, and so i think it's important to to remember that too so as we as we yeah, look through that's good. The, the role that it plays in our lives so
0: yeah that's that's really important i mean man you want to you want to like have the fear of the Lord put inside of you, start reading books and researching, you know, children and technology and what it's doing to people. I was like, I've been, you know, my two and a half year old is not asking for a social media account or a phone quite mm-hmm. yet, but I'm just waiting. Like, I'm just trying to go ahead and prep myself for what, you know, how we're going to handle this with our kids. Mm-hmm. And, I, and as I'm learning more, I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to do? You know, yeah. but um, yeah. I, that's like a whole nother topic for probably a whole nother day. But
1: yeah well um, you know my yeah i, I <laughs> you know my journey with it was my kiddo so i mean and it's and it's ever growing the older you know they get and so you know he wanted the oculus the vr stuff and i was like nope <laughs> um, oh
0: goodness i literally know, it, don't even know what that is so oh, okay yeah.
1: well then you know what we'll talk we'll, let's, let's talk about that later we'll talk about it later either way it, it won't be in the kill's house this year <laughs> <laughs> you know uh,
0: yeah i mean anyway again that that's a whole nother rabbit shell that we won't go down right now but i still think it's so important for us to recognize the fact that um if we think that this is all just contained to oh it affects our children but we're all fine um i think oh, we yeah. have pr- another thing coming um so i think yeah, as you said i think an awareness of this but also um if there is not structure and boundary. We're not telling mm-hmm. all of you guys to give up your social media accounts. or just saying, cause I'm not, you know, I still got it, but I have had to put so much structure and boundary around it. And I have to constantly check in with myself on it of like, are you still, are you, are you letting those boundaries slip a little bit? Um, even just, you know, around like, what am I doing to my kids with it? Like, I don't, I don't need every single moment of my children's lives to be broadcast on online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't need to have, anyway, I I could start going down some things where people will start feeling bad about themselves. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I just think you need to know for yourself what, if I do not have structure or boundary in this area of my life then that's not good. Like I need to create what that is and we're not gonna tell you what that needs to be, but there needs to be it because if that doesn't happen, there's gonna, you know, you're on a slippery slope. Um, And so I think figuring out what that structure is, going to the Lord, asking them, okay, what are my next steps? What are my strategy around this? And then what kind of accountability can I have around it? I need to have some accountability. I need to have some people asking me about this. I think every last one of us needs to have that. If you are online, if you are on social media, you need to have it and you need to have accountability. You need to have structure, strategy, and you need to have accountability. Um, And so, again, that may look different for everybody depending on what your own personal areas of struggle or weakness are around it. And if you don't know what those are, then you need to figure that out too. So there needs to just be some intentionality around it. um, And it'll be worth it. It'll be very, very worth it. As you said, like your life got better. Mm -hmm. Your your life got better when you got off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just important. Um, I'm, i I'd love to know just as we sign off, I never want I never want to overlook the possibility that there are people listening or people who are listening who know people that are truly mm-hmm. struggling with some kind of severe uh, anxiety or issues when it comes to this stuff. So what would you say to them, like are there specifics of anything that you would share on how to know if you if you might actually really need some just kind of professional help in any mm-hmm. of the areas that we have discussed today?
1: Yeah, I think if it if if what we talked about today feels, so overwhelming that you're like, I can't even imagine sitting down and assessing that there's a problem. You know, yeah. it's probably time to get some outside help, just somebody to walk through. And again, because probably you've isolated so much that so it's time to invite someone else in that, you know, is just there to support you and have your back. And that's, you know, that beautiful piece of, of you know, having a licensed counselor support you. Um, and, you know, I think that would be good. Or if you got, sat down with it and then that you realize it's a problem, but the idea of like, I literally cannot even think about where I would start comes in. I think, you know, once that really overwhelming feeling hits you and it's almost like your frontal lobe just shuts down, you're like, what does, should this even look like? You know, um, I think that's always a good place to invite somebody else in. And, you know, maybe you need, you know, three sessions, you might need a hundred, whatever, whatever you need, go do it. Right. Um, and then I think there's mm-hmm. the other place where if this is something that you have tried to stop multiple times and you've been unable to do it, then that's a great space also to invite somebody. in a lot of times we can go, we know this is a problem. I keep trying. It's not happening out of my own will. And so I need to, you know, bring somebody else into this conversation and help me think through it. You know, somebody that you're not, you know, married to or dating or related to in any way. Um, you know, there's <laughs> always a nice kind of neutral party to help you think through and shift some perspectives, which is really, really powerful, you know, and I'll just tell you, I mean, self-disclosure on this, you know, like, um, you know, we've walked through a really hard five years. Right. And I've talked about that on the podcast and then, um, you know, going through COVID was a whole other thing. And then now we're in this new place and we got to breathe a little bit. And then all of a sudden we realized all of the things, that we did not have the capacity for are all like hey yep. we're still here hey, so you know yeah so scott and i not. are currently right now mm-hmm. yeah looking for a marriage therapist that neither one of us think is an idiot which is oddly enough more difficult than you would imagine so if any of you are like it's hard to find a therapist
0: Imagine
1: i'm aware yeah nobody wants to be my therapist. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: i get it uh <laughs> no, but- no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but we know we need to do it. We ha- we know that it has to happen and it's sooner rather than <laughs> later. And so we're putting the work in. So I'm on like week three trying to find a good therapist. Um, and and obviously I know it's important and the investment is there. And so just know that you're not alone, uh, you know, but but it's worth that's it's good. worth finding. That's and good. and I think that's another thing that can pop up through this. Right. is all of a sudden you're like we pushed everything to the side just to survive. The last two years, and all of a sudden we can breathe again, and we're like, "What are we even? What direction am I even going in life?" You know. So yeah, go find a good counselor, mm-hmm. and it's okay. If it takes That's a little good. bit of time; it'll be worth it.
0: That's right. Is so worth it because when you find it, you'll mm-hmm. wonder what you were doing with your life mm-hmm. before you. <laughs> but I'll, I'll
1: keep y'all posted on
0: how the. <laughs> oh my word! Goes. <laughs> what would I give to be in a room of someone? You're like, hey, I'm a lot smarter than you probably, and you're well, going to counsel
1: me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't
0: imagine. Probably going to get
1: fired at the Bless client. the soul.
0: There's somebody out there. There's somebody. I'll <laughs> pray for them now. Yeah. It's so good. They tell you something, and you're like, no, I don't think that's right. I, don't think I know. I that's that's that.
1: typically my problem. No, no, I'm like, I don't think imagining. you're thinking about this. <laughs> oh man, I better go pray. I oh, need man. to get be need to go be, be humbled before the be Lord. Good. Humbled me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, man, I should have known that we could have gone on and on and on and on about this topic, probably overplanned our questions on this one. But um I I I just think it's a really important and really relevant thing for us to be looking at again, for us to be talking about. Um, and we just encourage you, you know, wherever you land on this, on the spectrum of all of the different things that we've covered today, um, you know, this is, it. it's a good thing. It, whether or not you see it, it's a good thing that we are being kind of allowed back into this space of of, of being mm-hmm. with one another, of being with each other in the flesh. Um, and, and you know what? Hey, you may have never even really had that kind of connection with people before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just, I'm so passionate about this because I'm like, people, I think people have kind of pushed away from others for so long that they've convinced themselves that they don't really need relationship that they don't really need mm-hmm. these kinds of friends that we've talked about and it just makes me so sad because i feel like the lord has blessed me with some unbelievable friendships throughout my life that i've mm-hmm. thought you know what could i have existed without these i don't know maybe i'm not sure i guess i could have existed i could have whatever survived maybe <laughs> but like the fullness And the richness that I've experienced in life because of deep friendships and relationships with people, I just can't imagine what life would have been like without it. And so I just encourage people, wherever you land on that, um, man, (laughs) re-engage, start engaging with people again, start investing in relationship and in friendship you know, start going deep with people again, start asking the deeper questions, start being vulnerable with each other. Um, and if if you've never done it, or if you just haven't done it in a long time, I think you'll, you'll realize like, there is just a, a depth of life and richness in life that is, is possible. So anyway, we hope that you've uh, been encouraged, or you know, maybe you're like, oh, I finally feel known and seen by these people. I don't know, um, but we just hope that this is connected with you in some way, and and maybe if not you, someone that you know that you need to send this to that you know is struggling in some of these areas. And so, um, as always, we would be so helpful if the content in these podcasts has been helpful for you. If you'd you know help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen. As always, if you have thoughts or questions about what we've discussed, or if you'd like to share any ideas that you got for future podcast topics always 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 let us know you can email us at mercy talk at mercymultiplied.com and um, for any of you who don't really know a lot about mercy in general this is the first time you've you've heard anything about us um, head over to mercymultiplied.com you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter at mercy multiplied thank you guys so much for joining us today